for nearly a decade here on this show, HeroScape has been the game of choice for fantasy combat. With Age of Sigmar being released earlier this summer, it's coming up to challenge that game for the title of Best Fantasy Game here on this episode of the Tabletop Battlefield. Welcome to the official Christmas, non-Christmas-ish, one-time-a-year Tabletop Battlefield special here. I'm Jason, the creator of the Tabletop Battlefield, the creator of the Army Showcase, and the creator of the Tabletop Miniatures franchise, Legends of Caladagia. We'll talk a bit more about that here in a bit. And Ryan's over here making fun of me, counting off all my credentials. And just a moment here, you're going to hear Ryan talking. He's my other former... Not, we're still, we're still co-hosting the show. This show's still going on. Once a year still makes it a regular show, and we're actually, because of that, we're still technically, I think, the longest-running, regularly-produced tabletop game podcast in history right now in nine years. It'll be, actually, in January, it'll be nine years. But Ryan's been on the show, I think it's episode eight, so he's mm-hmm. co-host number three, I believe. Nice. But... Regardless, like I said, we're going to be talking about Age of Sigmar versus Heroescape a little bit later. But first, let's see what we've been doing. So, Ryan, what have you been up to for the past year? This past year. Woo! Let me tell you. And you're going to hear that pop in the mic. Um, Thanks. <laughs> uh, from the beginning of last year, well, if any of you watched last year's Christmas episode, I had I slammed down a fully ready script for Tales of a Hallow Season 1 based off the Heroescape universe. And so from January of, starting January this year, um, until basically the beginning of November, um, I've been doing stop motion, uh, working with voice actors, um, doing more stop motion, doing editing, special effects, uh, just everything I can to get uh, this first season done. And for me, it really just... I mean, it started out as being like a project just to help enhance my skills for filmmaking or whatever. It's like something I've really never done before. And um, who knows? It could turn into a long-running series. But right now, my goal is just three seasons, and this is the first season. And it's um, for me, I wrote the script for everything to be really simple um, so I didn't have to worry about too many extravagant uh you know, stop motion stuff or, uh, or too many extravagant special effects, but it's still fun. You get to develop, uh, you get to see some characters that are in the Heroescape universe, but um, they have never really been developed before um, as far as like names, uh, characters, personalities. And uh, it was really f- fun to like give these guys an identity and just to see um, how they make their way and what the Heroescape universe is, at least as far as my mind is concerned um, now. Uh, this, you know, in this, yeah, we're going to explain that in a little bit. But yeah, so, um, I mean, I've been working my tail off uh, doing that, and I, it's, it's, been, it's been exhilarating and tiring all at the same time um, because I know that, I mean, my health still isn't 100%, and there was a couple times to where, like, I, like, Go, be in, close to going to ER, into the hospital. I'm like, I don't care. I'm taking my computer, you know, all my script stuff. I'm taking it with me, and I'm working even if I'm in the hospital bed. Um, so, I mean, I'm just so thrilled that I was just able to get everything complete. And even then some, I added, like, extra scenes and stuff, and I was able to do a little bit of finishing touches on uh, some some uh, 
like the first few weeks of stop motion uh, weren't that great. <laughs> it's like the, cam- yeah, the, the camera was shaky, you know, everything was just like, it was, it, it was awful. Um, so I was able to redo those scenes for the first episode. Um, so got everything done and planning um, uh, from the day, from today, uh, the day of this recording, uh, I'm going to be releasing uh, the first episode. It's a 10 episode season, but the first episode is going to be released tomorrow, December 7th. And by the time this show goes out, I think we'll be like three or four episodes in. Um, so I'll only be halfway through the season, plenty of time to jump on board to uh, Tales of Ahala, uh YouTube site if you want to check it out and see all the stop motion HeroScape action because there really isn't any HeroScape stop motion stuff that mm-hmm. I've seen on the internet. So it's it's fun breaking ground in that area and just to see you know how far I can go before I get sued by my Wizards of the Coast. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, that's what's been going on this year. Um, just trying to do my best to you know uh, keep. Uh, keep my life going and uh, just keep on moving forward even if I don't feel as good. So so that's that. And you brought a clip along for us to roll here and take a look at, right? Yes, we did. Uh, we're going to roll that in yeah, a second? roll it right oh, now. Okay, well, let me explain first before we roll it. Oh, before I roll it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore my own edit cut here. Let Ryan do it. Go ahead. No, let me... Um, in this clip, um, is a, it's a very special scene. Um... And it's one of the first scenes I actually wrote for the script in the season. Didn't realize where it was going to be until I actually did the final draft of the script. And um, one reason why it's really special is because um, the the three characters that are in the scene are voiced by me, Jason, Sarah, and Kyle, who are basically a part of the tabletop core family. Um, of this, so it was great to have all four of us in one scene, just just to give an honorary tribute to uh, the tabletop battlefield, um, you know, in a subtle sense. Uh, just because I know that if I would have never gotten involved, the show, I mean, Tales of Valhalla wouldn't wouldn't be here today. Um, so in this scene, we have two uh, Roman soldiers in the middle of the desert, <laughs> and um, and Jason's character is basically. Ranting, surprise, surprise, and uh, my character um, is uh, kind of just like, uh, okay, we just you know being calm here, you know, or whatever. Um, but it gets to the peak point to where um, Jason's character can't st- take it anymore um, and tells me to go take a nap. And so let's roll it then. Let's roll it from that point and Are see you what sure? happens in that scene. Our captain told us and to... And he is not here! Come on, live a little! All right, if you say so. Well, that is better, but I have to use the bathroom. Oh well, if something worth seeing passes by in the next 60 seconds, may lightning strike me down. Ha! Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I hearing thunder right now? Okay, so what do you think of that scene, Jason? Uh, it's, it's, it's enjoyable, I guess. It's me and being my character on this show, pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah, what... It's what, fun doing it. Yeah. I had a lot of fun doing it. Even like, I kept pronouncing <laughs> your character's name wrong. Yeah, Light Folly. Yes. Yeah, we might Folly. show the, we might show those clips sometime in the future. because uh, I have them saved. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was fun to voice act Jason in that scene because, um, it took like four or five tries to get Jason to shout. I mean, the way I wanted him to. And when he did, it was the most beautiful, it was like through his whole, uh, uh, through his whole lines, I'm just like, I'm, I'm almost crying because it's just so beautiful, you know, for, for that scene. So that scene, um, I don't know if I said it before, but it is for episode 10, the final episode in the series. So, um, when, the, when this uh, show comes out, it still won't be released. Uh, you, it won't probably be released for another four or five weeks from, from when the show gets released. So plenty of time, go to, tale, to the Tales of Ahala. Uh, YouTube website, or uh, check us out on uh, Tales of Ahala Facebook page as well. And I'll put those links in the show notes of the YouTube video, as well as on tabletopbattlefield.com. For sure. Alright, well for me, I get, I'm, what's it been now? Four, actually five, yeah, but five years ago is when I launched the Kaladasha universe mm-hmm. with Legends of Kaladasha, a space combat miniatures game. So I've been working on that for years from now. It's been available for sale over at kaladasha.com. Link will be in the show notes. But this year, the big thing was releasing Kaladasia Fleet Commander, which is a step above what Legends of Kaladasia was. Legends of Kaladasia is a squadron game. Fleet Commander is the entire planetary invasion, where you've got the Surakari player invading the planet, Aragul's defending it. And this is a board game. It's not a miniature game, but it's a board game. What kind of makes it really cool is it's asymmetrical victory conditions. So the Aragul and the Surakari have vastly different tactics they have to deploy. And it's, it's actually, well, I think it's a lot of fun. Other people have found it to be a lot of fun. So if it sounds like something you're interested in, like I said, it's Kaladagia.com. It's available for sale now, and the link will be in the show notes. But, with shameless that, self-promotion. Yeah, so the shameless self-promotion is <laughs> out of the way. Why am I going to talk a little bit about what games, some of the games I played a lot this year, and some that I didn't play a lot, and then we'll get into our main topic of Age of Sigmar versus Heroescape. Um, the two games that I probably played the most this year was one, Kyle and I continued with our War Machine High Command, very frequently playing that game. If you haven't seen it, it is a strategic card game based on the War Machine universe. So if you're familiar with the miniatures game, all the guys, the card versions have very similar powers and the same four base factions. Plus, I believe there's now a Hordes version for the guys from the Hordes section of the universe are in it. It's a fantastic card game. It kind of combines elements of Magic the Gathering with elements of games like Dominion. And it's a little bit of both, and it really is so much fun to play. Plus, it's one of those things where it's not collectible, so you just got to buy the sets and you have everything you need to completely build decks. Second up, we played, I played a lot of this year, was a game called Shadows Over Brimstone. This is Flying Frog Productions, Dungeon Crawl, Wild West, Cthulhu-themed board game. So it's one of those games where you can play a series of adventures, and each time you go through, you gain experience, you kill monsters, and you get more. Your hero levels up, gets more powers and more what new weapons. So it's a little bit of a very light role-playing aspect to it. It's a lot of fun. It's definitely if you like that dungeon crawl thing, the dungeon crawl theme to it, it can be certainly be a lot of fun. Um, a lot of the missions 
kind of feel the same way because they're randomly generated dungeons where you got to go through so many rooms to find you know set number of what are called clues and then you have usually have a big boss battle so that can get a little bit repetitive but there are other missions out there people have created that are not that and they're pretty cool there's some in the rule book that are not quite like that so the game does have a lot of variety to it if you don't like the whole just random dungeon explorer every time even though the story is different than what you're doing the game kind of plays out the exact same way because it's just the way you complete the mission is pretty much the same way just what you're trying to complete varies from time to time um the third game that I've, we've been playing a lot recently is Kingdom Death. This was one of the big Kickstarters about four years ago, and it got really, really delayed to the point where people were almost convinced it would never, ever show up. And apparently, about two months ago, my friend finally got his copy in from literally about, I don't know, it was like three or four years ago, it was on Kickstarter. <laughs> um, wow. This is an interesting game. It's the most epic push-your-luck game you'll ever play, where obviously a push-your-luck game is pretty much you keep doing things again and again and again with, as you keep progressing in there, is there's more reward, but there's also a lot of greater risk. And the problem is the game eventually just screws you over. It's literally designed to kill you off in very horrific, horrific ways. Sounds fun. So it's, there's, it, in one aspect, it's super detailed, super rich, just disgustingly horror world. I mean, this is literally a very violent world. The rule book has a lot of nudity to it, and it's a bit misogynistic. Well, not a bit. It's quite misogynistic, because basically all the women are pretty much um, half-naked supermodels. So this is a very dark, very disgusting game in that regard. So if that if you don't like that, definitely stay away from it. Um, kids, go away. Yes, for it's not a, few a kids months. game yes. for any 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 grasp to it. And even though it's like super fleshed out story wise, a lot of it is kind of the same thing to where every most events, not all of them. There's some really unique events in there, but most of them are you roll a d10. If you roll low, you pretty much die or get screwed over. If you roll high, you may get something good out of it, but you're less screwed over. So it's really just degrees of how screwed over you really are, and it's fighting, and there's a lot of doing the same stuff over and over again. So, I mean, it's, it's cool in the sense that it's, it's like this epic civilization building game. There's not really anything else out there quite like it, mm. but I don't really like the fact that literally you, something's going to screw you over and no matter what you do eventually you i keep saying that because that's literally how this game the game is designed to kill you you kill your characters kill your civilization it's i'm not i'm not joking this is literally what the game is designed to do you you can't really truly win at it and that i don't really like and for me you know it's kind of fun to play once but it's not i don't think it's something i play again and again and again because mm-hmm. it's literally um masochistic to where you're, you're it's basically you got to really enjoy getting yourself killed again and again and again to really enjoy playing this it's game. good to be depressed yeah it's time. it's a very bizarre dark disgusting universe so yes the biggest thing though in terms of the game is probably what i didn't play this year is i had i have not played a single game of warhammer 40,000. i haven't even bought any of the new tau empire stuff that came out i'll probably get some of the new figures but the biggest problem for my core group of gamers when it comes to Warhammer 40,000, we used to play it all the time. The, the guys I'm playing King of Death with and playing the um, Shadows Over Brimstone, we used to play 40K for like three months straight. Then we played Warhammer Fantasy three months straight. And we may, may play one or two nights of some board game. It really has gotten to the point to where you can't just play a pickup game anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the, they've added so much stuff to it, so much mm. crazy powerful units, powerful combos, and these mm. called formations and things. 
it's you can't really just say bring 1500 points or whatever it is and expect to have a fun game you really got to sit down and talk with your opponent about what you're going to do plan ahead mm-hmm. and i mean it's you could do some awesome really amazing scenarios with it you could have a heck of a lot of fun playing warhammer 40k but it now just takes so much longer to to prepare mm-hmm. to plan to decide what you're going to do and Whereas before, you might be able to get two games in in a four-hour night. Now you really can barely get one in, especially if it's kind of a larger size game. So it's it's still a fun game to play if you play it right. And for us, we just don't have the time to sit down and play it. And there's so much other stuff out there that's just so much fun that it's tough to devote hundreds of dollars to an army, hours to paint the miniatures. The miniatures are still fantastic, but they just they take longer to assemble, longer to paint. So it's it's you know it's a trade-off kind of a thing. But with that out of the way, let's dive into our main topic. Now this is going to be HeroScape, our reigning champion of fantasy miniature tabletop games, whatever you want to call it. And it's being challenged by Warhammer Fantasy Age of Sigmar. Next time Warhammer Fantasy, it's Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Now, chances are you probably know what Age of Sigmar is, but earlier in July, Games Workshop literally rebooted the Warhammer Fantasy world. If you don't know by now, they blew the world up. Literally destroyed it. Um, and they created an entirely new game with all four pages of rules, plus these things called data sheets, which are, no, they're called war scrolls. Data sheets is 40k. War scrolls, which are the unit stats, or unit stats, formations, things like that that you can take. Um, it's designed to be fairly simple playing, fast playing, and so I figured let's go ahead and try this game out because I haven't played it yet. We played a couple games of it, and we're going to compare it up to HeroScape. And how this works here on the tabletop battlefield, we got a series of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different categories uh, for different type aspects of the game, such as component quality, movement, tactics, combat tactics, stuff like that. And we assigned, basically we had five points to assign to both games in a given category. Any given thing here, category, basically the two scores we assign each game has to add up to five points. Um, whichever game has the highest score between both of us at the end will pretty much be the title. So let's go ahead and run a few battle reports. Got one of Age of Sigmar and one, at least one, of Heroescape. And we'll come back and do the actual rankings. Here we go with our Age of Sigmar battle report. It's Ryan and his 75 points of orcs lined up here. Getting ready to take on my 75 points of Seraphon. Let's get my banner guy standing up right there. <laughs> Apparently won't stand up because Warhammer figures do that. But here are my 75 points of Seraphon, the new name for the Lizardmen because of trademark reasons. And we're fighting over the middle of the battlefield here where there's three command points. And pretty much at the end of our, each of our turns, we can check to see if we control the command point. And if we do, it's worth one point. And at the end of the game, whoever scored the most points will be the winner. And you also do get one point for each enemy war scroll that you do eliminate. Ryan has elected to take the first turn because he finishes deployment first. And first up is going to be his chariot. We're still learning this game, so we're kind of making things up as we go. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it sounds like you're not too thrilled about all this. Arrgh. First warning so, shot. <laughs> archer, your orc archer boys into my engine of the gods. Oh my goodness! I did not need to know that name. That just—it does all the weird stuff involves blowing things up. It scares the bejesus out of me now, and I'm an orc. Okay, two hit. Five pluses to hit. What do you got? Two. Yep. And the wound. 
Four plus. Four okay. plus save. One up oh, off camera. <laughs> One wound. Yeah, you kind of just raced right into me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's an orc thing. It is an orc thing, actually. It's actually quite characteristic of the orcs. Hey, Saris, just rolled a ten in the charge to get this guy, so we are running my Saris warriors in there to just beat the crap out of him, pretty much. Okay, folks, here's how it is. But let it be known, in the first round, I did draw first blood. I just needed to say that, that's all. He did kill two models in his retaliation combat over here with the chariot and my well, I'm talking Saris. About, I'm talking about that guy. Oh, that guy. You did do that first. You did a wound on him first. Yes, I did. All right, so turn two, we rolled off. I won the initiative, so I'm going to go ahead and do my actions first. And let's start with movement. And we were playing the run rule wrong. Just I was playing 8th edition fantasy, not Age of Sigmar. I can probably do that a lot in this one. Yeah. They cause D6 wounds with each hit. So... Oh, no. I can burn you alive. Four wounds! Oh, my goodness. Uh, he's dead. Takes the chariot down. Awesome. So let's start at this side of the battlefield. The good side. Um, the good side. <laughs> we kill the chariot during the shooting phase of the fiery thing, and I was able to capture that command point this turn. I mercilessly murdered his war boss here with the whole bunch of hack and slash things. And then he run he ran down with the crushing stomps and the sharpened horn and the archers. Overkill. Overkill. And then this happened. There was ten Cyrus warriors right here that are now in a pile over in the corner. Their venom fangs do mortal wounds and lots of them, especially when that's a general right there who gives them the ability to do so. So fantastic. I lost an entire Cyrus Warrior regiment. Four plus save at the moment. Darn it. That might actually technically be legal in Age of Sigmar to have him piled up like that. I'm not entirely legal? sure. Is it legal? <laughs> technically not? bases don't matter, but everyone plays with bases because it just looks a lot more sane that way. But I think technically you can kind of crawl over other miniatures. I'm not really sure. It's it depends weird. on whose miniatures they are. Yeah. All right, we did check the rules. You actually can't have models piled on top of each other. That is not legal in Age of Sigmar. <laughs> Shame on me. I think So you have ten guys left there, and I've got ten guys as well in the range, so no one captures that control point under that giant mess. <laughs> but you have this control point for sure. For sure. So one more point for you. You always think it didn't go too well, and then you're like, well, it's a little bit below average. It's not terrible. Four plus of the wound. Two wounds. Alright, so we're looking for fives and sixes. Yep, basically. I see one, two, three, four. They're dead. I see five. Five and sixes already. All right, that's that's that fight. And that was just the first roll. Oh, 
one. Okay, he's dead. <laughs> uh, Alright, general uh, club attack, four attacks, three plus. The hit. Okay, what a loser. Alright, that's it for the, Oh, no, that's my four plus jaw attack. But he still sucks. Alright, that's no wounds from my general. Way to freaking go. Round five. We're just gonna call this one the last one. So let's roll to see who goes first. Really depends if your boss lives or dies. Oh, six <laughs> of both of us. Okay. We went bad. Three. Oh, five. fudge. I see a bunch of spiders coming in at me. <laughs> simply just moving. So ten inches. They, they're using their musician, who is not in this one. He's dead. Never mind, then. So let's do the run rule the correct way. <laughs> so five plus d6. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, seven <laughs> inches. Four, seven, nine, ten points for me. And then we've got... Three, five, yeah, ten points. Ten to ten. That would be an exact tie game. Let's take a look at my 600-point army here. I have Finn, the Viking champion, Nilfiem, Sir Dendrick, the Knights of Weston, the Omicron snipers, and Zetacron. Okay, we got, first we got Torin, and Estavara, some uh, pretty powerful uh, Utgar figures, then we got some spiders, or they're called four-lag spiders. Doomtuff Guard. We got uh, Isamu Ninja. We have a Wave Wavern, which is a kind of a poisonous dragon, as well as uh, Sujoa, I believe it's called, just a huge insect that has a tremendous poison sting. Four attack dice? Four attack dice. Not close. Three, three. hits. Three hits. What does that Zetacron have? He has four defense, but only has two life, I think, so... Already not looking great for him. Two defense. Alright, ready for initiative? Nah, uh, eight. Sixteen. Alright, go first. Three wounds! Dang, So he got hit once. One damage. Block hunting this time. Ah. Block one. Does that kill him? Yep, that kills him. Attack. I just need one. There's one. Seventeen. You keep rolling to you, you fail then? Basically. And okay. I fail. So but three hits. Still, that's three hits on a night. 
Nope, he's dead. Sir Derek, wherever he is in the battlefield, just ran up to the giant hornet thing. Four hits on the giant worven thing with Sir whatever his face is. That isn't slightly better than average. Three wounds. That's well, when you're targeting the Sir Derek. Sir Denerick, yep. Sir Denerick. That sounds more epic than Sir Derek. <laughs> oh, is it? De oh no, that's right. Sir Denerick's someone else, right? No, it's Sir Denerick. Oh, that's calling him wrong. It's Sir Denerick. Whatever he is today. <laughs> Every turn is something different. One is a robot, one is a dragonfly, one is a hornet. But, you know. Three more wounds, he's down. Boom! Disgusting. <laughs> you explode, your head is explodes, so that's four? Yep, four. Uh, it'd be fun to actually find what his actual card says. Instead of just some random yeah, Android app. So three takes three hits, he's still alive. Okay. Two hits. Two hits. Uh oh, that's not good. He's dead. Yes! <sighs> Killed the dragon. Darn it! One shot, first shot to the, to the insect. Nothing. Second loser. Nothing. I should call him loser after they shoot, not before they shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably part of the problem. <laughs> All right, well, that's pretty much it. I think Ryan's pretty much won All this right, one. All right, there were our bad reports. Now we're going to go kind of section by section here, talking about how we compare Age of Sigmar with Hero Escape. I'm going to go first, give my reasons for why, what I think about it, then I'll give my score, and Ryan will do the same thing. So first up, we have overall component quality. This is basically the quality of miniatures, books, the terrain, everything, the overall look of everything in the game. And this is Age of Sigmar, brand new... Games Workshop, top of the line, best miniatures in the base of the world, arguably the best books in the world, highest quality, pretty much everything versus 10 year old Hasbro stuff. This is 5 to 0 Age of Sigmar. Um, the stuff that Hasbro created 5 years ago cannot, 5 or 10 years ago, cannot compete at any level with Age of Sigmar. The figures are infinitely better in Age of Sigmar. The new ones are insanely, amazingly posed. That just because the plastic molding technology has come so far in 10 years, primarily thanks to the Games Workshop, that the figures are just amazing what they can do now. Uh, the rule books are nice hardcover filled with tons of backstory, tons of fiction, beautiful photos, beautiful artwork. So, yeah, it's literally just no comparison in this regard for me. The one thing that HeroScape does have is pre-painted miniatures, pre-assembled pre-painted miniatures, which chances are, which may, which may appeal to you, but... You know, it's it's a choice. You know, it's Games Workshop obviously considers that to be part of their product line. So, if you care about pre-painted miniatures and really think that's awesome and don't like to build your own miniatures, you probably wouldn't play Age of Sigmar in the first place anyway. So, Ryan. Okay. Well, um, and this and most of these, I'm very actually very mixed uh, when it comes to these. But um, and 
any decision um, has usually a slight edge for one or the other. Um, so for this, uh, the overall component quality miniatures, book strings, etc. Uh, I gave HeroScape just um, a slight point more than Age of Sigmar, partially because I love HeroScape. So three to two ages, three to two HeroScape. Yep. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons why um, I imagine Age of Sigmar, um, that's not the only rule book, right? Uh, there's two or three of them out right now, but they're going to have more of them coming out. Okay, if, if you understand, if you want to understand a game well, um, I mean, I particularly like to read a rule book as quickly as possible and then get to playing the game. And I understand, like, that's not all rules. That's a lot of story, yeah. a, lot, a lot of fluff uh, stuff. Um, but these are all, this is every single HeroScape basically guides, expansion sets, uh, what, whatever you got, whatever rule book you have from HeroScape, here it is. That's how thin it is. See it? See it? See? And then there's and then some. That's one thing I like about it, HeroScape is that, I mean, it doesn't really change, and I mean, just because HeroScape is basically dead, you know, um, and, and it's an old game. Uh, it doesn't mean that um, that they aren't expanding the rules. They're expanding the rules all the time um, with with different uh, versions, be it uh, be in the comic book universe or the regular HeroScape universe. Um, they make custom figures. The community. For You're talking about yeah. the people who the players. The whole okay. HeroScape community. Yeah. So I mean, they're keeping it alive as best they can. Um, so just I mean, the fact that HeroScape is such a universe to where any creature or hero imaginable can come to this place to do battle. Um, it provides an endless possibility to do to do custom minifigs for people who want to build a minifigure um, and paint them, um, or even repaint uh, some of the old ones. I mean, uh, there's a possibility for that too. Um, so that, and also, you you just cannot. You you can uh, you 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 can't. Um, get past the fact that he the HeroScape hex tiles are some of the best um, playable uh, things you can put on the battlefield, and it's just it's easy to set up and play, and it's virtually endless possibilities of what you can create. Um, if you have, you know, all the lava, mm. ice, you know, you create mountains, forest, or whatever. I mean, bar none, that stuff is the best stuff out there. My only wish is they had more. <laughs> You know, stuff. They, they have a lot of stuff where it creates en endless possibilities. And um, they are, uh, I think there's other developers trying to make more similar hex style stuff to make addition with those hex tiles, but you can't beat those. Um, I haven't seen any uh, tabletop game to come close uh, since HeroScape came out. So um, ba based on that, um, that's why I give HeroScape the edge. I would wonder the hex tiles if Wizards of the Coast has a patent on them. Um, they might, and that's maybe why you haven't seen anyone else do quite that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, um, I have to I, look into that. I, I know I've I, I know I've seen um, one company, one startup company, do a Kickstarter mm -hmm. for hex tiles, yes. but they weren't called HeroScape hex tiles. They were made a little bit different, but they were made so you could attach them to mm -hmm. HeroScape. Yes, hex I remember tiles. that Kickstarter. Yes. So Did that one succeed or not? I don't think it succeeded. <laughs> I mean, they were asking for a lot. Um, Plastic stuff is expensive. Yeah, yeah, it yes. is. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll still 
I mean, even though they failed, I'm sure they're still continuing mm -hmm. as best as they can and, and probably will do other uh, Kickstarters in the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, that stuff is just, I, I honestly wish they could make more. Because mine are breaking. <laughs> I'm like crazy. The one thing I will say, the actual rules for Age of Sigma are four pages long. And the other, yep. only other rules in here are equivalent to the HeroScape stat cards, pretty much. Yeah. Is that they're full page things instead of little hex things. And technically right? the rules in here are about less than four pages long, too. A little more than that. They're, you know, they're also a little bit more well explained. I'm yeah, they're, they're, they're Four they're pages of rules things, of yes. Age of Sigma yes. is not exactly the most well Planned out, thought out thing. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll, get, we're sure we'll, okay. we'll get into that in a minute. All right. Too, so. Movement. Let's go to the next one. Oh, let me okay. say one thing quickly. One thing that is missing from this review sheet is story and universe and theme, mm. mainly because I really don't know what's going on in Age of Sigmar yet. Um, <laughs> it's still brand new. I honestly haven't taken the time to sit down and read through it. So I, that's why I don't think I can do a fair comparison between the two right okay. now. Okay. Um, yeah, I would have blown that out of the water. It's, it's a little, Age of Sigmar is a little weird, especially if you're an old school Warhammer fantasy person. These are space dragons. <laughs> That's all you need to know, space dragons. Okay, uh, next up, movement rules and tactics. So this is including how the battlefield affects movement, how you fight, how, all this, everything to do with movement. Um, so for me, both Age of Sigmar and Heroescape have both very simple movement systems. Mm -hmm. um, they each have a limited number of terrain effects. Uh, Age of Sigmar's got some random special terrain tables, some which affect movement, some don't. Heroescape's got its simple elevation system. So, very simple all around. The one thing I think that differentiates Heroescape in this case, actually, let me say, before I get to that, the one thing that difference is Age of Sigmar is kind of like blobs moving around. It's literally like two mm. giant blobs smashing into each other and rolling dice. So all the stuff that made Warhammer Fantasy 8th Edition tactical with facing and wheeling and flanking and stuff, that's all gone. Mm. Whereas in Heroescape, granted it's a skirmish level games, but the mm -hmm. fact that you have individual figures, position still does kind of matter. Yeah. Um, special abilities require them to be right next mm -hmm. to each other, and precision placement is important in that case. If you're one space away, you're kind of screwed. Yep. Um, leaving an engagement attacks where you can't necessarily back away with somebody without risk. So there is a little bit more to Heroescape's tactics than, I think, Age of Sigmar at the moment, but, you know, things could change. But for that reason, Heroescape got a 3, Age of Sigmar got a 2 in this case. Ryan? Yeah, and that basically uh, was the same count that I gave it to. Um, I mean, I, I was very surprised by Age of Sigmar. Um, um, and, and a few aspects, and, and this was one of them. I mean, I really liked how um, the movement rules and tactics were very easy for me to follow, because um, I love for that I, I, as easy as possible is good for me. And the more complicated it is, the more my head my head starts hurting. Um, but I, I, the the one reason why HeroScape gave it that slight edge was for the fact that I, I kind it's like when we got down to the very end of our our huge battle. Um, for Age of Sigmar, um, I noticed that sometimes uh, our movement uh, it, it was based on just our preference rather than actual uh, uh, accurate uh, uh, spacing. I mean, there was a yeah. little to that, but it was just like, okay, whatever, we'll just pile these on. And, yeah. and Heroescape, you can't do that. No. Uh, you have to stick to where they are in the hex tile, and, and, that's, and that's where they have to be, and then you have to you know, go accordingly. So that, that's one of the reasons why I think Heroescape has that edge. Because there is in Age of Sigmar a bit of 
it, there is some specifics to the movement. When you charge in, you move exactly so many inches. Mm-hmm. When you do what's called a pile-in movement during combat, you move three inches. But doing that again and again and again for 20 models mm-hmm. does get a little tedious. And yeah, trying right. to do like a, th- a three-inch kind of curved path to flank around people, it's a little, definitely a lot more tedious than, say, Warhammer Fantasy was, or even 40K, where it is a little mm-hmm. bit just more throw blobs together. But, mm-hmm. you know... <laughs> Okay, so we actually agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Combat rules and tactics. Uh, same thing about how battlefield affects combat, how the rules work, all everything to do with combat here. Um, once again, both systems are fairly simple. They're different dice, a little bit different probabilities, but in the end, it's just math that works out to you know whatever it may be. Uh, both use lots of dice, so you can get very wild swings and probabilities. So it's not like super predictable what's going to happen in either case. Um, the thing that I liked a little bit better about Age of Sigmar than Heroescape, assuming we're playing it right, I think we are, is that in, in Age of Sigmar you can move, shoot, and then charge in the combat. It's one extra little thing you can do mm. that you really can't do in Heroescape. And just for that reason alone, I gave it a 3 to 2. Um, also, I should add, there are a t- little bit of terrain effects in both games. They're different, but the terrain does have mild effects to how combat works. This, this was kind of tough for me when I was... Uh when I was going through it, because it's just like, I mean, there were a lot of things I liked about Age of Sigmar, but, I mean, for me, it just, I think Heroescape, again, got that one-point edge um, of three, just just because um, it, it just seems like the combat rules and tactics are more, I just, just that bit more structured. I mean, they're both like, sometimes it comes down to, you know, what type of dice you roll. And maybe for Heroescape more so. But, I don't know, I just, I just felt like Heroescape still has a little bit more balance than what Asia Sigmar does. Although I will have to say, I mean, it, it was tough to call. Um, because... Yes, I, I did too, yeah. Because, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it, it, it was, again, something that... Um, and for me, what's important is, it's like, okay, am I going to be able to understand this right away within, like, um, going through a game? Since I'm a person that just... Uh, get, getting into it and just started playing it. And, I mean, for me, it, it was uh, very easy to start playing into. And it, mm-hmm. that, I mean, do you think that might be one of the reasons why they tried revamping things to say, um, let's try and make yes. things a little less complicated yes. for a person who's never done it before? Yes. Um, that is one of, that's one of the reasons people think. Games Workshop has never really said, per se, but we can sure. take guesses, and that's one of the three things that they think they, the reason they did. And, and, and if that's the case, um, I mean, for that aspect, I mean, I don't know how many um, regular players would, but I would applaud them for that if they're, you know, looking to try and invite uh, new players, just as long as you don't, Get rid of your old audience. You know. <laughs> Delay They're long out the door. Trust me. We'll talk about that later. But their old audience is long gone. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, but so I understand. Then I would understand why, if that's what they're doing, why why they're doing that. Um, because because it is. It, it it makes it a bit more simple to play and easier to understand. But still, HeroScape has that edge. And just along those lines, unrelated to all this stuff. As with most Games Workshop starter sets, the figures still require assembly, but they're easier to assemble than the mainline Games Workshop stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case with these as well. But, okay, so let's move on to next one. Army, list, construction, and tactics. This is all about how you build your army and how tactical do you think that plays into the game. Looking at your sheet, we're quite, a, quite different here. Um, okay. So, 
one of the biggest complaints about Age of Sigmar that I'm sure everyone knows about is there is no balance, no army construction rules. Literally. You literally put down whatever models you want. The way we were playing is literally a a way that people have tried to add balance to the game, where you build mm. so many wounds into your army list. It's literally, that's literally not in the rule book. And the problem is that's not balanced. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not that the balance sucks. There is no balance. Games Workshop intentionally did not try to make balanced army construction rules. They're just not there. Um, now, that being said, if you can get around that, and you can, you know, you can work with your opponent to do fun, but way yes, varies, varies in balance. balance, very much so. <laughs> there, like there, there is none. Um, that being said, though, there is synergy in Age of Sigmar. A lot of the units benefit with people next to them, and there are formation. What do they call them? There are some uh, battalions that are basically where you take multiple units together, and they all get bonuses. So there's some synergy aspects going on to Age of Sigmar. Actually, there's actually quite a bit of that. Mm-hmm. But for me, uh, Age of Sigmar 1, Heroescape 4. Yeah. Ryan. Wow, okay. Well, again, actually, this one, um, when I was going through the numbers here, I left this one blank until the very end, because I was just like, eh, I don't... I mean, I love Heroescape, don't get me wrong, but... Um, the armyless construction and the tactics are just incredible, but um, when comparing to do the two, again, I'm thinking I'm approaching it as a new gamer um, and, and approaching this game. And for me, it was very fun, um, and and it was still very easy for me to understand how to do them. And I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. it came to where it's like you were destroying me, and then we were almost within a tie. Um, which I think, um, and if, if it was made differently, I don't think I would have been able to come back, uh, uh from that. Yes. Uh, very, as well as I did. Um, so, I mean, it was easy for me to just like, okay, I, I have, I have my favorite play. I just keep on doing that. You know, I pass down the, mm. the center of the end zone, get the Hail Mary pass and catch and score. Not, I'm a Packer fan. Um, <laughs> No one's going to understand that because it's going to be a few weeks later. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, for me, uh, Age of Sigmar just gets that little bit of edge. I really liked it. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. So, um, I mean, Heroescape is great for that. Um, I love it. But for me, like I said, it's just, I, in my opinion, Age of Sigmar just gets a little bit of that edge. So three to two Age of Sigmar? Mm-hmm. And I would also just like to add, um, Heroescape does have plenty, plenty of synergy to its army construction. Mm. If oh, you never, yeah. yeah. Oh, There's yeah. all sorts of units benefit each other, make things more efficient, et cetera, et cetera. So that's very much part of Heroescape absolutely, as well. Absolutely. No, no disagreement there. All right. Next up, melee slash match battles. Idea, this is where you fight battles where pretty much you're trying to kill the other person. There's not no real point to it other than just massive slaughter. Um, for me, once again, this comes down to there's no balance in Age of Sigmar. And the reason that's a problem is you can't do something where you say bring so many points, show up, and just fight it out. Um, and sure, you can work it out with your opponent. The community, Different communities will try different things. And honestly, in the end, I think that's worse for the game in the long mm-hmm. run. Because it's probably going to end up being where you literally can't go from like a game store to a friend's house and play the game the exact same way. Because they're going to have mm. different ways to build your army. It's going to mm. interpret things differently. More um, confusion. Yeah, it's going to be more confusion. And the, 
the fact that there, you literally got to sit down and try to figure out what balance might be, and maybe you're right, maybe you're not. I mean, we, when we try to figure out, oh, what's, you know, what maybe balance might be, Ryan pulled out 20 or 18 spider riders with the goblin big boss guy and just destroyed everything and nothing I can do to stop it. Um, so for that reason, I went Age of Sigmar 1, Heroescape 4. Heroescape has their nice point system. It's, whether you, it's kind of, it's, you know, there's, there's some balance issues in Heroescape. There's balance issues in every game. It's not like that's a big deal, but they, people, Hasbro tried. <laughs> and they did a fairly mm-hmm. decent job of it. Maybe because the probability is so off the wall, but still, mm-hmm. they did a, it, it still works out pretty good. Yes. And they, the important part is they tried, and you can actually have really good tournament style combat and games in Heroescape. Yeah, well, um, again, um, and, and, Jason's last thing for Armless Construction and Tactics, I pointed to him that I wrote down, and this was like a few days ago actually I wrote this down, that uh, it's fun, but it varies in, in the balance. Um, and I feel the same way about this too. I, I did notice that for Age of Sigmar. Um, but still, I still gave it that edge um, just because it was so fun to send a horde of spiders straight through Jason's army and kill his huge elephant creature and just... Take it on. Whatever. And totally, and totally, it looks like an elephant from Lord of the Rings, okay? I'm sorry, it does. Uh, I mean, it's got, it's got, it's got a house on top of its back. It's kind of got that giant monster ridden thing. Yes, it's got that, that same. But yeah, okay, it's got the tusks. Yeah, okay, it looks like a dinosaur. There actually is a model for that Games Workshop made for the elephants from Lord of the Rings. Oh, awesome. It's it's like this tall, it's literally about a foot tall. It's freaking amazing. Oh, that's awesome. They're long on production, but they're awesome. Wow, okay. Anyway. (laughs) Um, so I just had to, I had to give it that edge uh, for Age of Sigmar 3 and Heroescape 2 just because it was so darn fun. And a matter of fact, I like the... the, the um, and now we're giving away the timeline, but um, after we finished that game... Oh, that, I don't... It's okay yeah. to give away the timeline. Oh, yeah, okay. When, when, when we played that game, it was from a few nights ago. Age and, of Sigmar game, right? Yeah, the Age yeah. of Sigmar game. And like, I was like questioning myself on the drive home, like, I mean... It, did we just read the rule book wrong? Because there's no way those spiders could have been that powerful. I'm just like, is it really, is that game really that out of balance to where, you know, these spiders like wreak havoc like, like that crazy? Because honestly, if I'd be playing the game for sport, I would just use them every time yeah. practically. Because you'd win it. Yeah, those spiders, when they're combined with their goblin big boss giant spider dude, can get really, really messy. Yeah. And we're talking about the goblin, forest goblin spider riders mm-hmm. with the forest goblin big boss on a gigantic spider. What it, they do... It's, 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 it's ridiculous. They, they have a poison ability that lets them do cause mortal wounds who gets through armor and kills mm-hmm. guys really fast. And their, their big guy can basically make that, that poison ability occur twice as frequent as it normally would. <laughs> it's really messy. Um... It's it's a really that's really a side effect of blob combat. Yeah. Because in Warhammer Fantasy there was a similar ability. Those guys it wasn't quite as powerful, but the way the game was structured, there was a lot fewer attacks when two giant blocks came together. So you rolled a lot fewer dice than you do mm-hmm. in Age of Sigmar. So even though you had that really powerful ability, it wouldn't score as many hits and not as many guys mm-hmm. on the other side would die and they'd still get a chance to fight back. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was. In a, with Warhammer Fantasy, you had to be in a nice big rectangle with those guys. And a giant, like, 18 guys 
of those in a block would be very unwieldy in the battlefield. You would never mm. see a formation that big because you mm. wouldn't be able to move it around very efficiently. Mm. Whereas Age of Sigmar, you can move it around a lot more efficiently. Mm. So that's one of the weird things that, that occurred because of the transition of the new rules. Yeah, and, and in contrast, too, um, I mean, even though I gave Age of Sigmar this edge, um, in, in contrast, you have... Um, it's funny, I defeated you with spiders both times. Yes, yes, um, you could see how more balanced um, the the spiders that were in HeroScape mm. were in comparison. Um, and even though they were allowed to swarm, it wasn't like it was a complete no. bloodbath. You know, you were able to get, you still were able to get some shots off of them, although they still decimated. But um, I don't know. For me, just it, it was about the fun factor, and just I don't know, just seeing those spiders just like decimate everybody i mean for me was fun no not very well balanced but it certainly was fun for being first try all right so next up scenario based battles pretty much everything that's not just battle to the death um both age of sigmar and hero escape are tabletop miniature games they're both very flexible you can do a lot with either either one of them in terms of customizing how your scenario goes what your victory conditions are special units special terrain whatever both of them are very flexible and really on par with each other in that regard um for me age of sigmar did have an advantage one because there's a lot more miniatures on the table and you can create, you just get a, a more epic feel when you want to have big scenarios. You really can't do with Hero Escape just because it's designed to be more, fewer miniatures on the table. Um, and also, I think the order system of Hero Escape holds it back in this regard. Because that's one of the balancing factors they put into the game. But when you have a lot, a huge Hero Escape army, what tends to happen is you have a few all-star units who do things again and again and again, while most of the guys sit back in the corner picking their nose. Um, <laughs> So that, that, that kind of situation where you have your, all, your A team and then you have your B team chilling in the background doesn't exactly add up to be awesome scenario material. Whereas Age of Sigmar says every guy moves every turn and fights in, and fights in combat every turn and stuff like that, you get a lot more flexibility for creating really cool epic scenarios. So three to two Age of Sigmar. Okay, and, and now I'm... Uh, my opinion with this, and I'm just going to counter what you okay. what you said, because a real simple way, because I've done this before in other uh, tabletop battlefield episodes, um, to where I've had uh, like huge epic uh, army uh, versus army scenario, you just you add more uh, 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 number counters, um, you can, to cards, but and that that okay. that, that that gives you uh, more chance to um, use more characters in the field if you have more. Uh, but what, you want to say something? We'll keep, uh, keep going with your thing. Okay. Um, but with that being said, um, scenario-based battles, I mean, I made a show from the HeroScape universe based off the fact that you can virtually invent any type of scenario for HeroScape yeah, and, yeah. and turn it into a storyline. Um, so I'm so giving this to HeroScape uh, four to one, uh, uh, not only based on that, but just for the fact there is endless possibilities. Not only within um, the HeroScape, the regular HeroScape characters that you have, but uh, uh, from what the HeroScape community has made custom-wise, it's it's just I mean you have endless possibilities for this. Um, I, I would say though, for one thing, and this is why Age of Sigmar gets a one. <laughs> Um, is that Tales of Ahala is based just in one planet. 
Um, so there are some restrictions for it's like they don't have a whole universe to fight mm -hmm. it. It is just on one planet, so you are a little bit limited in that. Um, so that that would be uh, the reason why I gave <laughs> Age of Sigmar one point, just because uh, acknowledging yes, they do have they do have an expanded universe and stuff, and 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 I acknowledge it. But I don't know. I just I love HeroScape so much better. Age of Sigmar has eight mortal realms, whatever the heck that means. I have no clue. <laughs> That's technically eight different regions. I don't know. It's it doesn't make any damn sense. Okay. Exactly. Um, so, so the one thing I was going to say, uh, counter that is, in our battle report we just did, you had two guys sitting in the back corner doing absolutely nothing no. the entire battle. Battle. So you know, yeah. there can you can easily, I, and even I, though we had double the number order tokens, and yeah. you can't play hundred figure HeroScape game. You you could try it, but it's hor it's horrific to manage that. You can easily do three hundred miniatures in Age of Sigmar. Uh, yeah, it would take. Uh, no, acknowledging that, yes, it would take forever. But really, a hundred. Who? Yeah, I I would imagine more like uh, twenty five figures against twenty five figures is like or twenty five figures or squads. Mm. Against twenty-five figures in squads, that's basically an army, army, and hero escape yes. uh, standards. Yeah. Um, so that—that's what I would be thinking. As a matter of fact, I have that in my show. Yeah. Shameless self-promotion. All right, replayability. How much variety is there between games? Um, once again, I think they're pretty much on par with each other in almost every regard. They're tabletop miniatures games. Lots of customability. Mm -hmm. Lots of do whatever the heck you feel like doing. You I mean you? Could, there's no, there aren't really many restrictions, um, game-wise. I think for me, um, going back to the game balance thing, which takes out a lot of the tournament-style action for mm. Age of Sigmar, I went with HeroScape three to two. So. Uh, and for me, it was the same. Same. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, and the only reason why. It wasn't like HeroScape Five or Age of Sigmar Zero because I did enjoy playing it. I, I mean, and it's it's a game. It's just like, well, I mean, if it was offered in front of me again, I, I, and I had the spiders, um, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind uh, uh, playing through it again uh, just to, because there was some things like when I started um, uh, in that in that big battle for Age of Sigmar that if I would have if I was able to do it over again, I would have done some things differently mm -hmm. uh, to 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 try and control more spots uh, more effectively um, based on what I did because I didn't know, really know, understand the, uh, the tactics of uh, what I had in front of me. So, yeah, I mean, it, that's why I gave it a two uh, because of the fact that I did enjoy it. So. so finally, overall fun factor, will you play the game again? And, I mean, I love HeroScape. I would play Age of Sigmar again, certainly, Um with the right group of people in the right setting, it can be a heck of a lot of fun. It really can. Um, but I think it's not the game, Age of Sigmar is not the game that a lot of people want it to be. And they're going to mm -hmm. try to shoehorn into tournament systems, they're going to try to make right. it do this and do that, and it's not Warhammer Fantasy. Mm -hmm. And people want it to be the old Warhammer Fantasy, and it's just... so. With a, so you kind of, cutting out the fact there really isn't a competitive scene, and at least, unless Games Workshop does something different, there never will be, and frankly, Games Workshop is not like competitive play. They have mm -hmm. said that again, and you can actually find, uh, so Jervis, Jervis Johnson, who's one of the lead designers of Games Workshop, there's an article floating around the internet where he basically rags on why 
you should never play Warhammer 40,000 in a competitive format. He act, they, they do not endorse this kind of a thing. They, they don't want you to play it that way. It's their, it's their product. They can do what you want. Um, and knowing that going into Age of Sigmar, there's a lot of people who play these games very competitively, even mm. if you trying to play a fun scenario and... So you don't play to win then? Well, no, you still, you can still play to win, but I mean competitively in the sense that there's a tournament scene. Um, obviously, you play Age of Sigmar, you play a game usually to win, you know, if you want to win. I mean, obviously, have fun, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. But, you know, you don't intentionally lose the game is what I'm trying to say. You generally, but you can't, you can't really take Age of Sigmar seriously and competitively just because it's impossible to get a balanced starting point. Mm-hmm. So if you try to be very serious about it and want to have a competitive attitude very likely either you're not going to have fun or also your opponent's not going to have a lot of fun because mm-hmm. you can't play this game competitively. Mm-hmm. And just for that one reason alone, I gave Heroescape the Edge 3 to 2. Okay. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention too about the rule books. Uh, Jason, the cost of that rule book was 50 bucks, right? Yes. The cost of all these rule books, not so much. All of them. The, the, the co- minimum cost of Age of Sigmar, free. No, you don't have to. You don't, the rules, and you can still find a lot of the data sheets online for free. And Games Workshop did intentionally release them. Ditto. Same with that. Yep. Oh yeah, you can you can find these rule books online if you look look hard enough. Released by the company. Released by the company. Yeah. The company doesn't have anything on their website. Oh really? They, they oh, totally deleted okay. everything. So it's all after. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, of course. It's it's all like through Heroescapers or whatever, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, fine. they they have yeah. downloadable PDF uh, things not only for these rulebooks for but for rulebooks of their expanded universe. Uh, I mean, it's just it it's all there, including I, I love this map in there. It's a wonderful map of Valhalla. Oh, that's that map came from. Yep. Where is that from? Um, I'd pull it off uh, from online. Oh, okay. It's not in one of the books. No, it's not in one of the rule. It's not in one of the rule books. But Was it actually made by Hasbro? I'm pretty sure. Because huh. I mean, look, you see, you get that, that's Utgar right there. Oh, what do you know? He's a weird-looking guy. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I expect him to look like. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. So your overall fun factor. This is in Tales of a Hell, by the way. <clears throat> in like 3D format, you know, you get to see it like. Pfft. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, Overall fun factor. Well, um, when the question was asked to me, will you play the game again, um, I, I decided to base, that's what my decision was based on. Um, and for Age of Sigmar, um, I gave it a one just because I did like it. Um, I wouldn't mind playing it again, but I wouldn't buy it. I, I just, I mean, I don't think for me it's, it'd just be too kind, time consuming and it, it too expensive. I'm sure it'd be a lot of fun, and um, I mean, just browsing the rule book, uh, there is a lot of detail, a lot of stories and stuff, but it's just like, mm, what's the point? Um, and how I feel about Heroescape, which gets a four, um, will I play the game again? Yes, all the time until I die, <laughs> basically, <laughs> is what I say. Um, just because Heroescape, Heroescape's awesome, always awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say for that. Okay, well, let's add up our totals here. That's the Age of Sigma. So, Age of Sigma 35, Heroescape 45, which hey, that's, that's not that's not too far bad. off. 
It could, we've seen a lot worse landslides with yes. certain games and things in the past, especially with certain reviews. <laughs> Zombies. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear anything like that. I don't remember. I don't remember what game that was. I don't can't even tell you the name of that uh, game. Ah, Zombies. No, not Ah. Zo- that was um. That was the card game that we that uh we didn't play tests at all. The zombie one. Uh, but anyway, don't worry about the zombie one. Don't worry about it. But we had a good intro for that. We that did. In- that intro was one of the best intros <laughs> ever. Intro one of so the worst games we ever reviewed. That's why. The, that's why the episode's awesome. By the yes. Way. <laughs> and then you got to watch one of the Chris episodes where we do all the outtakes and have all of our oh, weird alternate yeah. endings, the thing to the charge, the final charge scene. All of us. We always have to reminisce. Yes, yes we do. <laughs> so we've been going on for a heck of a long time now. Yeah. We're probably at well over an hour, but hey, oh, we boy. do this once a year. Who cares? Ryan's wife's gonna My kick wife off. My wife cares. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Any last things you want to say here before we sign off uh, for probably another year? Uh, we just look forward to making seasons two and three for Tales of Hallot in the next, like, two to three years, so I got a lot of my work cut out for me, but, um, for those of you guys there, if you want to see any of you, like, like, diehard Heroescapers, or just really, like, miniature wargaming in general, I mean, if you've ever, I mean, I don't think they do stop motion much for really any, uh, miniature, uh, war game. Not a lot. No. Uh, many wargaming guys did a joke Warhammer 40k thing, same vein as what you do with Heroescape, not quite as cinematic in how you approached mm-hmm. it, but in the same kind of their parodies, parody of 40k, Captain Slaughter or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's, kind of, it's actually kind of funny, like 40k. It's all 40k jokes. You got to you mm-hmm. got to know the game. But yeah, yeah. So for for people out there um, who've always think, okay, what would this like creature kind of do or imagine it do if it was like be able to move on its own and talk and think, you know, decaffeinated morrows. <laughs> Decap- yeah, decaffeinate morrows and stuff. Oh, and caffeinated. Uh, they're always twitter- they're twitchy. <laughs> oh, they're, well, that's why I always imagine them to be. So, I mean, and it's basically... I, I always mean, imagine them to be crazy evil demons, but yeah, whatever. I mean, it's it's just universe based on my perspective. Um, and, I mean, that's just how I see it. If if you if anybody out there watches it and thinks, oh, that should have been done differently, well, go do it yourself. <laughs> And I can't that's wait to watch way, it. That's <laughs> okay. a way to do things. Yeah, yes. that's a approach you can take. But one thing I'd ask Jason because I haven't really heard you uh, like you. Um, we did do a premiere uh, for the Tales of yes. Valhalla, all ten episodes, uh, a few weeks back. Um, this is for everybody who like I had about twenty or so voice actors uh, help, and Jason uh, was one of them as well as uh, others. Um, and I hadn't really heard your, your opinion or your viewpoint on, on what you saw. So, um, before we finish, I just want to get your take on what Tales of Valhalla was and, and what it meant for you, meant for you. Um, I was really impressed with the cinematography of it. The way you integrated actual, like, live action techniques in terms of depth of field, the motion camera, some of the, um, moving camera stuff that was very well done and all done in stop motion mm-hmm. um that it was nuts <laughs> yeah that that had to be insanely crazy to try mm-hmm. to do i did stop motion years ago and i could i would never be able to do that i would kill myself before i did that kind of stuff i just no <laughs> nearly did yeah I, I yeah i mean and for me it was basically on the seat of my pants because i i've never done something like that before it was basically okay i'm gonna do this and see how it goes and i mean i just uh, anybody out there who's looking to do that type of thing watch a lot of instructional videos and when you think you know everything still watch a lot of instructional videos even while you're doing it i mean 
it, you really have to educate yourself and continue educating yourself in this because, I mean, I, I look at the 10 episodes and they're better than what I thought they were going to be. I mean, personally. But um, I, I know it's just I see them like, you know, there's some things that could have been so much better. Um, just that little tweak that could that could have made it a little bit more better. So it's, but it's for me. I mean, it it is a learning experience, and just you know, continue to uh, um, go into the next you know two seasons and and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. I mean, what about the storyline aspect? It it definitely is funny. There's definitely some good funny parts mm-hmm. in there. Um, there's, I wonder if there's some jokes I'll ask you off camera if you change some of the lines because some of them made disturbing references I thought you were making, but um, maybe. I'm there's a sure. lot of inside jokes. A lot of... I wasn't too sure of some of the things. Um, <laughs> I do think it takes a few episodes to get into the story, but once you get started with what's going yeah. on and the humor, it, it definitely it definitely is really enjoyable. Um, but you know, it's you're, each episode's like three or four minutes long ish, yeah. so you know yeah. it doesn't take long to get to, get to that point. No. Yeah. So yeah, I think oh. it'll, it was it was fun to watch and it was fun to be part of and see see kind of how you were doing things. I was like asking you questions about your workflow and stuff. And <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I guess that. So for me, um, I'm still going to be working on Legends of Caladagia. You can head over to caladagia.com, sign up with the e- email ma- mailing list. We have a Facebook page, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Also, I've started doing live art streams on Twitch.tv where I'm working on the art for Caladagia and. Unlike a lot of the artists on there, I'm actually doing tutorials about how you use the GIMP um, image editing software to do some pretty, pretty good, kind of neat stuff. I mean, if you like this kind of artwork, what I'm trying to do, you can show you how to do some of the more sci-fi-ish texturing and applying lighting effects, things like that, if you're looking for that kind of stuff. And those are also on the Legends of Caladasia YouTube channel. So with that... Oh, every, oh, one more thing. One more I thing? Just, I just want to say... Um, uh, Tales of Valhalla. Okay. I know you can have them on score notes, but also my week in eight minutes. Um, if if you want to see anything via Tales of Valhalla related, um, I have like uh, uh, Instagram for Conductor Productions, okay. which will show like send me all those fo- links. Photos, those yeah, I'll send you a link. <laughs> um, as well as uh, my week in eight minutes was basically Conductor Productions uh, for Twitter, as well as um, I just recently got a Twitch account. So probably next year um, I might do live streams of when I'm doing like stop motion or something during the middle of the night if I'm, if I'm doing <laughs> I, I usually do it. It's like a, there were a lot of late endless nights for like three or four um, nights out of the week. So um, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to come. Um, so yeah, I'll probably be doing a lot of those uh, live streaming stuff. And there's a lot of production diaries too. It, it's 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 cool for the fact that it's like I always like to be very detail oriented. So there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's going to be on Tales of Valhalla YouTube page as well. So yeah, just go look that. Uh, support me even if you don't like it. Support me still. <laughs> um, just by watching, it'd be great. Um, I am not ashamed. But I mean, it, you have to do this. I mean, seriously, <laughs> the hardest thing with creating something new is promotion yep. and everything else around it. The tools for creating stuff, whatever it is, whether it's a, a movie, mm-hmm. a tabletop game, whatever it may be, are getting cheaper and more accessible every mm-hmm. day and they're easier to use it, to do cool stuff. It makes things a lot more but fun. Everything else around it is has not really changed mm. it's still hard to promote it's still hard to get noticed it's still mm. hard to you know make people Hello. care about something new We're out and here it's, it's it's funny i'm laughing because 
I I have to do that too at Legends mm-hmm. of Caladagia and promote the heck out of it, and and it just it's just funny because you know it's what you got to do. We end up being the ones watching our own stuff, basically. Yeah, it's like much. I'm watching Jason's stuff, he's watching my stuff, <laughs> and hopefully we get a few other people to do it as well because there's not <laughs> yes. a lot of money being made. <laughs> he just has to. So I'll give you a dollar, you give me a dollar yes. back. There you go. <laughs> Zero sum games always suck. Oh, by, by the way. Um, there is a night scene in Tales of How too, where the night backdrop is something that Jason did oh, make. Oh yes, and I thank Jason for that as well. And that actually was an old Legends of Caladagia product. We don't sell anymore, but we sell something a lot cooler. It's a hand painted space battle map. You can buy those also on Caladagia.com. Shameless self promotion. And they work with other <laughs> games like X Wing, Armada, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And works very well with stop motion too. I know. Not that. the new ones though. The new ones oh, the are new ones? the new ones are the vinyl maps, which are big lights glow and oh, crazy. Okay. I do actually have some of those felt ones left. If someone actually wants the felt maps, he's talking about, just let me know. Email I still him. have them somewhere around here because <laughs> they're really good. I mean, it, it, it provides. I was I was shocked when I saw like the the footage of just like like wow, that actually looks like a starry night. It was great. Yeah. So all right, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. See you sometime in 2016 on the tabletop battlefield. <laughs>